Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Next Now Podcast with Cheryl Cran. That's me. (laughs) I'm really excited to be joining you for this particular message. I get a little bit ramped up, as you know, when I get something in my noggin around the future of work, the future of all things, where we're going, future of society. Uh, And I've really been pondering this last week, something that has been dialogued with my clients. I've had a number of coach calls and interactions with clients where one of the things that's happening as a result of the hybrid workplace is there is a risk for increased silos. And those silos have shifted. So pre-pandemic, silos in the workplace were maybe you know the different departments. Now, post-pandemic, because of hybrid, the silos have been amplified. And what I've identified is that there's three different biases that I see happening with my clients and with people in organizations that are contributing to increased silos, such as an in-office silo or a remote worker silo. And with all my work, I think that one of the biggest opportunities for all of us as human beings, as individuals, is to really look at what is causing us to think a certain way? What, what, what is shaping our mindset? So, for example, you've heard that saying garbage in, garbage out. Well, if we're constantly listening to negative inputs or conspiracy theories or things that are harmful to our mental well-being, and I'm not talking about avoidance here. I'm talking about you know garbage in, and we're not counterbalancing that with, with other things that, that maybe uplift us or give us um, multiple perspectives. What happens is we get into these mindsets that that become almost you know rooted or stuck in a p- particular perspective. And when we get stuck in those perspectives, inevitably it alters our behavior. And it takes a great deal of self-awareness to be able to monitor our mindset, but then in addition to monitoring our mindset, be willing to challenge our own mindset around what we see, what we believe, what we think is true. And then the next step to that is to challenge our behaviors, to take accountability, to take responsibility for our behaviors. That's where we're going. And I think this isn't you know, just for the workplace. This is for all of us in our lives, in our relationships, and, and having that personal responsibility. I mean, right now, as I do this podcast, we've been uh, very globally aware of the war in Ukraine and all of the impact that that has on all of us. And sometimes the paradoxes of life can be challenging to make terms with. For example, we've got global war, and then we're in our own corner of our own world, perhaps with you know a roof over our head and food to eat and people in our lives that are still alive. And so that paradox can be challenging to navigate. And at the same time, our mindset on how we view these things, the willingness to look at our own personal realities, where are we at war with ourselves? Where are we at war with others? Uh, you know, that whole saying peace begins with me or within ourselves is no more true than it is when we're experiencing global conflict. And so um, I don't know about you, but I do struggle with, you know, what's the relevance of my work or what I have to say, given all these things that are going on in the world. And at the same time, I find that I also have to focus on what I can contribute and what my mindset is sharing with others and how I'm sharing my thoughts so that I can add value and goodness to counterbalance some of the challenges that we're all facing. So in other words, it's we're dealing with reality, but we as individuals are taking personal responsibility for our mindsets and for our behaviors. 
And I really believe, and this is why my work has been around uh, leadership and the future of work for over two decades, is I really believe we can change the world through business. In other words, if, if every individual within an organization takes personal responsibility for their mindset and for their behaviors, we're going to transform our lives because work is such a big part of our identities. So I wrote a, a LinkedIn article recently about this, about how collaboration can only be enhanced if we upgrade our mindset and be aware of our biases. And there's three biases that I identified. The first is location bias. And location bias in hybrid means we're either biased towards uh, in-office. In other words, a lot of traditionalists or baby boomers are biased towards this in-office is better. Uh, you know. And, and by the way, I would say that that is a con contributor to a pre-pandemic toxic workplace culture, which is as long as leaders could see and control behavior, then somehow work was under control. Well, what the pandemic proved to us, and I've said on previous podcasts, is that hybrid is here to stay, remote is here to stay, control is shifting, it's distributed power now rather than the people that have the say within the office. So if you have a location bias that in office is superior, that's going to impact your behavior. And I'm gonna give you more examples here as I continue. If you also have a bias around remote, remote is better. I'm more productive. Research has said that remote is better and people are more productive. Well, actually, it's true that some people are more productive in office based on their personality style, and others are more productive remotely based on their personality style. Ideally, hybrid means we get to have both. We get to be in the office to meet those social needs and to have those really important in-person gathering discussions, and then we can leverage remote leverage technology for us to stay connected and to carry on what it is we've done when we've been in the office. So that location bias, and I want you to think about this right now, do you have a particular bias around in office is better, remote is better? And just take a moment here to think about why. And I can promise you it's linked to your personality preferences. So for example, more analytical types prefer to work remotely, less interruptions, less having to deal with people. <laughs> And I say that not as a negative, but more as a reality. That's their personality preference. Social personalities prefer in office. Why? Because they get energy from other people's physical proximity. They want to be in the action. They perceive it as superior. The challenge is when we think that our way is superior, that's what creates those silos. And that's what creates those mindsets that then separates us from each other versus unites us. So that location bias is something that we want to be really, really cognizant of and notice when we are getting caught in that. And I'm going to give you another leverage to that. So the next bias is the distance bias. So let's say, for example, in hybrid that you choose to work primarily in office and let's say your boss chooses to work primarily in office. However, let's say you also have two or three other team members that are remote. Research has shown that distance bias is when you have your virtual meetings, for example, with the whole team, two in office, two remote in the example that I just used. But because your boss is there in your same location and because they're maybe just down the hall, you will continue conversations beyond that virtual dialogue. And what happens with distance bias is we forget to say to ourselves, wait a second, do we need to bring in 
Sue and Leonard on this because they weren't here for that dialogue. We had it, but it's critical to the project moving forward, or it's critical to the team being informed of the same thing at the same time. Now, by the way, that doesn't have to be onerous. You can go into your team's chat and just say, hey, we just had a quick side conversation about X, Y, and Z. Want to make sure you're in the loop. It could be a quick email. Whatever it is, we have to be aware of distance bias. Now, conversely, If you're remote, and let's say you've had a remote conversation between yourself and one other team member, but you haven't informed the in-office team, again, you've created a silo outside of the team. So distance bias is something that is a true direct result of hybrid workplace. And we want to be aware of when we have that at play in our mindset. And then I think what's really important is to recognize this final bias that I want to share with you on today's episode, which is importance bias. Now, this one's tied to ego. So every single one of us, by the way, you can't be human without ego. And for those of you that have sought the path of enlightenment, I surely have for many years, not there yet, but I'm on my journey. But when you're on that path to enlightenment, you know that ego can be villainized. It's like, oh, you need to let go of the ego and everything will be wonderful. Well, actually, that's untrue. Uh, spiritual experts like Adipak Chopra or Marianne Williamson, who I really appreciate and, and, and think that their insights are very valid, say that we're, we're actually on the path of integrated enlightenment, which means we recognize our ego. We recognize how our ego wants us to behave in a certain way, which is for self-protection and for self-importance. And then we look to own our behaviors, our mindset, and so that we can recognize that importance bias. So importance bias means, for example, because of my title, I might perceive myself as more important than you. Because of your title, you might perceive yourself as more important than me. Because of accolades, because of academic titles, because of time on job, you name it, whatever makes us feel more important becomes a barrier to communication, specifically in a hybrid environment. Now, this was true even pre-pandemic, but it's become illuminated as a result of hybrid because what we're seeing is more challenging communication. We're seeing more conflict because we're using multiple communication formats so what we really want to be aware of with that importance bias is bias pardon me is am i thinking that my work is more important than anybody else's am i caught in the trap of thinking that the request that somebody made of me is not important because it's ancillary to what my department is doing i'll give you a quick example i'm working with a client where Uh, One department is very focused on IT, digital transformation. It's a huge project. The scope is large. There's a lot of moving parts. It's it's a heavy-duty project. And there is somebody on the people side of the business who has been making requests of that department because their role is to ensure that we focus on a people-first future and that all of these things we're talking about here around collaboration and people working together more effectively and creating an inclusive culture are part of that people dialogue. And so this person in IT was dismissing, not responding to emails, saying no to direct requests for information. And the person in the people side was getting super frustrated. 
So in one of our coaching dialogues, I said, let's just take a step back and look at this through the lens of there's an important bias going on here in this dynamic. It's happening for both people, not just one. And often that's the case. So it's not that we place blame on a single person's behavior. It's that we observe the dynamic. We observe the situation and we own our part in that situational dynamic. So in this case, I was talking to the people person. I was able to help that person see that what was happening here was both um, location bias, distance bias, as well as importance bias. And that the only thing this person had control over was to bring it to awareness. And so this person did. It was their responsibility to bring it up because they were the ones that were bothered by it. They did bring it up to the IT department leader. The IT department leader immediately took personal responsibility and apologized and acknowledged that what they were perceiving was they were so focused on this digital transformation project, they didn't have the time to answer this person's questions. And they didn't realize in the moment that by dismissing or not making the time, they were actually shifting into what I'm doing here in IT is far more important than what you're doing over there in the people side. Let's just take a pause here because when we talk about human behavior like this, we can all recognize ourselves in every single example that that you know we give. And and uh, by the way, because I've written the book Super Crucial Human, because I've spent two decades on human psychology, human behavior, leadership development, I am constantly holding myself accountable to this as well, and it's not fun. It isn't because you have to take that step back to go wait a second here. How, where's my part? in what's happening here in this situation. How can I communicate differently? How can I elevate my perspective of this other person? How can I, rather than blame or villainize the other person and make them the enemy, how can I see it through a lens or perspective that allows me to see that we're both wanting to achieve things in our own departments? How can I recognize that my behavior is contributing or has created a silo? Those are the types of questions that we need to be asking ourselves and while it's difficult to own our personal behavior, there's nothing more empowering and there's nothing more linked to evolution and growth. And what I know for sure, what I know for certain is as human beings, we are at our most alive. We are at our most evolved when we are growing and learning. And so the moment where we say, you know, I've learned it or it's their fault or it is what it is or I am what I am. Those are all statements that are minimizing the opportunity to learn and grow. And for many of you who've read my work or have followed me on Instagram or YouTube or LinkedIn, you know that I'm all about a shared leadership future. I'm all about the me to we. And one of the biggest evolutionary opportunities for all of us is to shift into that consistent learn mindset. What am I learning from this challenging situation? So in this episode, I really wanted to amplify the challenges that hybrid's creating in that it can create even more silos, siloed thinking. It can create mindsets that get stuck in biases, such as location bias, distance bias, and importance bias. We need to continue to self-evaluate, become more aware of how our behaviors are contributing to the collaboration that we're experiencing in the workplace. So I'm really, really happy that you join me for today's episode. I hope you got a few nuggets that you can apply right away to your life and to your work. And I wish you all the best. And if you want more information, please go to nextmapping.com. Join me on LinkedIn. Join me and subscribe on YouTube as well. Take care. All the best. All the best.